welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Throw Wrap Paperback. I'm one of the hosts, Charles Sheeland. And I'm the other host, Asia Bonilla. And today is a bittersweet day because we are finally finishing Scott Westerfeld's Ugly series because this week we are reading the second half of Extras, the final book. And before we get into this reading and the episode, for anyone who's new to our show, we're a podcast with the Nerd Party Network. We're best friends and we read and reread YA books from our adolescence and then we share them with each other. In the past, we've alternated between series one of us has read and the other hasn't, but we've actually kind of exhausted that list. So this series was recommended to us by a bunch of listeners, and I'm so glad we read it because I have just enjoyed it every single step of the way. Yeah, I think we've both really liked it, and I think that's kind of really nice for a series that neither of us had read before because the last time that happened, I believe, was Inkart, which obviously was uh, the opposite of that, very much trash. So I'm glad that this one worked out, and I know personally it's been nice to kind of revisit the dystopian type of novel since we haven't covered any of those in a while and this is one that was actually like we have mentioned previously kind of like before the time of the hunger games and the divergent and all that so it's definitely been really nice so to summarize this reading aya and her friends they're running trying to connect with tal youngblood but it's hard now that aya is super popular also the aliens are chasing after her because they realize that she's exposed them They then connect with Tally and the Cutters, who then use them as bait to get caught by the Inhumans. And then they discover that the Inhumans are actually trying to save the world by building outposts for civilization in orbit. And they manage to convey this to Tally before she blows up all of their operations. So, IFU saves the day. For me, my impression was basically that I just really liked that the ending flipped everything. It flipped the meaning of extras to be from anonymous people in the background to these very unique, creepy aliens. Oh, I just said very unique. That's a grammatical fallacy. Cut that. Um, to creepy alien, unique aliens. Or the fact that the aliens are actually humans trying to go into space. I thought that was really clever. Like, they're like the opposite of an alien, which is something coming out of space. It's humans going into space. So I just thought that the, it was a clever ending. Yeah, for my impression, I would say that I definitely really enjoyed the ending. We talked about a little bit two episodes before when we finished specials, the third book, how it didn't really feel finished. And I'm really glad that Westfell decided to write a fourth book, even though, I mean, they were all written like consecutively, but still just like kind of abandoning the idea of like a traditional trilogy So, because I feel like this really added to the story and, like, expanded the world in a really interesting way, but also was able to, like, bring back the main characters from the core series. So, I definitely really liked it. I, it's still not better than Hunger Games, the Hunger Games, unfortunately, but, I mean, this might be my second favorite of the dystopian novels that we've covered, because I just honestly think the world was very interesting, and, like, it did make sense, and I feel like it is very plausible in our world. Like, I could imagine this happening. I don't know how you feel about it. Maybe we'll save those kind of impressions until the very end when we just discuss our feelings on the whole series. 
Yeah, let's save that for the end. Um, so let's dive in. I stand corrected at the beginning of the reading. Aya is the 17th most popular person, not the 11th. I stand corrected. Yeah, that was my first note. Just because, you know, I have to call it Charles for being wrong in the last episode. But at least he was kind of close because she does actually become 12th pretty quickly into this section of the reading. Because she's just constantly rising in fame. Yeah, and Frizz actually kisses Aya, which I thought was very steamy. We're here for the romance. I like it. And then they go up to Shuffle Mansion for the popular people because it's secure. And then Tally shows up and she says, I'm Tally Youngblood. This is a special circumstance. And I was like, mic drop. She's reclaiming her role as the main character. She is definitely like serving like protagonist plot armor realness. Like I thought it was just like so Tally to be like, this is a special circumstance, just like Dr. Cable always said. Yeah, it was a pretty cool entrance for Tally. But she brought Shay along, which, of course, I was annoyed because I hate Shay. So I was kind of sad to see that they were still friends and, like, connected because I'd hope that they were not. But why do you still hate her? She seemed fine in this reading. Well, we know that she's fine now because she was cured in the end of specials, but I don't forgive. I don't forgive. I don't think Tally should forgive Shay for everything they went through. Like, I just think that too much had been done. But I know that they kind of connect on the idea that they've both of their brains have been messed with so much from all the surgeries. So, like, I understand that they, like, relate on that. But I still don't like her. Yeah, also trauma trauma bonding is not always, like, the most sustainable or healthy practice. Yeah, which I think it is funny because later on in the book, Aya and Frizz even comment on it. Well, especially Frizz because how he has the radical honesty, so he's always honest. He's like, you seem to like love Shay sometimes, but then you hate her. And Tal's just like, we have a complicated relationship. So I think it was funny that like, it that wasn't like brushed under the rug. Like it was still very clear that they do have like that kind of toxic frenemy relationship. What a crazy, crazy mess. So... We should mention that Tally is still, she looks like an evil special. Like, she's creepy still. And we do find out more about the world, which I thought was interesting. So Tally and the Cutters, they come from a completely different city that didn't develop the reputation economy. So the reputation economy is something only developed, or at least primarily, it happened where Aya lives. And they, and the Cutters, so Tally and crew, they speak English. But Aya and Hiro and Ren, their primary language is actually Japanese, but they learned English as a second language. So this society takes place, we assume, somewhere, you know, in what is former Japan. And Aya's society probably took place somewhere that was not Japan. I'm not Aya. Tally's society probably took place somewhere like America or the UK or Australia, where English is the primary language being spoken because it doesn't sound like any of the cutters speak any other languages so i didn't know that before like did you know that no okay i was so confused when i got to this reading because so when tally first shows up they kind of start mentioning how i like she's struggling to use her english which at first i thought that it meant like she was struggling she was to nervous. find she was nervous. She was struggling to find the right words. But then they kept saying it and then they started talking about like Frizz and Hero and them like their English failing them. And I was like, 
still, I was like, hmm, that's a weird way of phrasing it. But okay, like they speak English. And then it wasn't until they actually end up getting kidnapped and they like clearly identify that Aya and all of them are speaking Japanese because and so (laughs) when they said this I even wrote down my note I was like I'm so confused like have Aya and all of the like reputation economy city people been speaking Japanese the entire book and now that they're with Tally like this is the first time they're speaking English and I was you know I usually I'm one to miss little details like this so maybe this was mentioned at the beginning but if charles didn't notice it i feel like it was not which in that sense i do kind of like that it's like a little twist that like is totally unexpected and like kind of adds to the story and expands the story like to a whole worldview which charles talked a lot about that i think in the last episode about how like the hunger games like why he feels it's like the best out of these is like it really expands the worldview of like all of panem whereas I don't know. I like this. But yes, when I read it, I was like, did I miss something? Like, did we know from the beginning that they were speaking Japanese? But I don't know. I think that it kind of like, I don't know if it added to the story, but like, I don't know. I thought that was a really interesting twist and it did expand the world in a good way, I think. Yeah. No, I thought it was good too. I just was very confused. I didn't understand it either. Um, I mean, like, it makes sense sort of like, you know, in... Tally, uh, in Aya's world, like, they call people who are super popular sensei, and Aya is definitely, yeah. like, a Japanese name, and so is yeah, Hiro and, Hiro, and Like, as soon as they said it, I was like, oh, that made sense, because I had been thinking, like, oh, this, like, some of the cultural things, like, the fact that they, they talk about how they bow to each other a lot mm-hmm. when they, like, interact with new people, which, you know, I was thinking, oh, well, this is just something that's, like, of the reputation economy of this city, like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's, like, stem from a a culture that like we know of in our world. But so I thought that was like really cool to think about it because it did match. It wasn't like totally random. It like culturally made sense. Yes. Yeah. That it makes sense. I just I didn't know either. And we never really even found out where Tally's original city was. So anyway. I guess we opened the world a little bit. So then Tally leads them to, you know, go try to find the inhumans and or I guess run away. They're not really sure where they're going to be going. Tally's just taking them somewhere. And Aya tells Moggle, her camera, to follow them, which Tally specifically says, like, no cams. Like, she's not interested in that. And also, I mean, the fact is they're trying to hide at this point, or at least that's what she's saying. So I don't know. At this point, I was just like, it's probably not a good idea for Aya to be going against Tally's wishes, like, by bringing Moggle along because Tally's basically helping them. And, like, I know it's she doesn't, like, fully trust Tally. And, like, in their world, like, things need to be documented. So, like, understand. I feel like the whole time Aya just reminded me of, like, a very much, like, investigative journalist. Like, she needs the story. Like, she, I mean, she talked about the idea of, like, things not being recorded doesn't feel like reality. Obviously, it's, like, another step further but i think it's the idea of if she's like this reporter she has to get the footage in order for people to believe her story so like she needs moggle yeah yeah for sure so i wrote that down as well though i was like this seems like a bad idea that she's bringing moggle with her and it turns out that that was tally's plan the whole time to use moggle she knew she was gonna bring moggle and moggle boosted her signal and that basically the cutters were always going to use aya and her friends as bait to get captured by the Inhumans. And so Aya fell right into Tally's trap, 
and they get captured by the Inhumans, who take them down to Singapore, which is where their, like, main base is. So we really have, like, expanded the world, because from Japan to Singapore is not close. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> it's many, 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 many hours flying. So we're really, like, we've gone quite far. And they mention it's in um, Singapore and that that's close to the equator, which, you know, will come in a little bit in a second. Yes, and so when they're captured, Tally and the other cutters are trying to stay, like, on the down low. They have, like, masks disguising themselves as uglies because they're obviously, their plan is to, like, infiltrate and, like, figure out what the Inhumans' plan is. So just trying to seem like normal people, like normal people from Aya City. But it's clear from the get-go that they don't speak Japanese, which is, again, where, like, that was revealed. That it was really clear they didn't speak Japanese at all, and they're from somewhere else. But they aren't actually able to stay hidden for very long because of Frizz's radical honesty brain surge. So, like, he literally can't lie. Like, he's compelled to tell the truth. So, obviously, the secret of their undercover plan is ruined pretty quickly. And during and, like, after all of this, Tally kind of comes for frizz about it and i did think that she had a very like good point that you know as she says it's so courage missing that frizz had to have a brain surge in order to be able to tell the truth because it's not obviously a choice that he's making it's completely involuntary and frizz i don't know if we really explained but he said that he created the group of radical honesty basically because he used to lie all the time like he was just a complete compulsive liar And so this kind of forced him in the opposite direction to be able to tell the truth. And obviously it makes sense that Tally would say something like this because Tally, as we know, since she's still special, is still constantly fighting against the brain surges in her mind that like tells her that she's better than everyone else and like makes her want to do bad things. So obviously she's like, it just seems like the easy way out. Whereas like she's taken the hard way where, you know, she's divergent and has to like, come like Mm -hmm. she has to overcome it on her own yeah i mean i think it's totally true like that being forced to tell the truth is not necessarily like honorable or brave like obviously it's better than choosing to lie but it is true that like you know i don't know i feel like you would treat someone people end up treating frizz differently because he can't um because he can't lie. Like, people would, you know, if I had someone in my life who, like, just literally could not lie, like, I just wouldn't say things in front of them that I didn't, you know, obviously want out in the open. Or, yeah, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't feel like they are sort of, like, an empowered or, like, morally better person because of that. I would just be like, well, that's just, like, a circumstance of it, you know? Like, I feel like Tally is totally right that Part of it is the choice. Like, part of it is the choice to be honest, the choice to be brave. And um, I'm really glad that she calls him out. And it does, like, impact Frizz because later he realizes that and he decides he's not going to... He's going to try to be honest by being honest, not having brain surge for it. I really like that, actually. And, okay, this is when I got a little confused. Yeah. So they were all, like, captured by the Inhumans... But then, like, they see, like, the inhuman, um, like, city in Singapore and they, like, drop out of the plane. 
And it, I thought like Tally was with Aya, but like it did, it seemed like that didn't happen. Like I got very confused because all of a sudden it was like Tally was away with the cutters, but Aya was with Ren and no, Aya was with Hero and Frizz and Ren just like stopped getting mentioned. Like, do you know what happened there? Because I was very confused. Yes. Yeah, so let me give a quick rundown of everything that happened. So we said they've been captured by the Inhumans. Basically, they're able to like incapacitate the two Inhumans on board of the hover car and they end up crashing the hover car. And because it's crashing, they all have to jump out separately. And since only the three cutters have mm-hmm. hoverboards or whatever, they all have to go each of the Japanese reputation economy people have mm-hmm. to go with one of the cutters. So I think like Hero goes with Shay, Ren goes with Fausto. And then Tally and Frizz both go with Tally because Frizz, they have like... He has the anti-gravity rig, what, so he's like just floating. The anti-gravity rig, which I'm imagining is like a jetpack because I don't... I, I really don't understand what that is. But so since he have that, she can like tug him while I was riding on the hoverboard. So the two of them, so they're all separated. And then they end up meeting up like in the forest basically all together. Mm-hmm. They like eventually get reunited. Then, and when they get reunited, David is there. So now we've got four of the English speakers and four of the Japanese speakers. Okay. And basically, because they weren't able to, like, actually get into the Inhumans, like, base, I guess, Tally and David are like, they have to do something. Like, they're going to go and, like, try to infiltrate because they want to know what they're doing. So they're like, you guys can stay here. Like, our plan to, like, have you get us in, like, didn't necessarily work. So we're ready to, like, do our part on our own. So they leave them. But where they leave them, like, David has set up, like, this, let's call it a satellite dish, basically, where they can send out a message for help that won't, like, give away their location to the Inhumans because they have, like, I and all of them have, like, the skin tenna thing, like, embedded into their, like, rings or something. Mm -hmm. But if they send a ping, the Inhumans will be able to track them. But I guess because the specific technology is, like, really specific, they can just, like, send a message out up into the air and it won't alert them. So Tally's basically like, we're going to finish our mission. You guys can stay here. If we're not back in, like, 24 hours, you can send a message for help. So they leave. So all of the English speakers are gone. So that leaves Aya, Frizz, Hero, and Ren. Aya is obviously, like, she wants her story. And also when, side note, when Tally and Aya and Frizz crashed, Moggle, like, went to go save one of the Inhumans, and they had to leave him behind. So Moggle is somewhere lost over in the forest. So Aya's like, well, I want to go get Moggle because I need my cam to, you know, do my investigative journalism. So they're like, okay, we'll go, but they only have, they end up having three of those little, like, zero-gravity jetpacks on them. Mm -hmm. They only have three of them. So Ren is like, okay, well, I'll just stay behind. And if you guys don't come back in 24 hours, I'll send out that signal for help. So that is why Ren is like not in the rest of the story because Aya, Hero, and Frizz go off on their own and Ren just stays behind. Got you. Okay. I don't know why. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes perfect sense. I don't know why that like wasn't clear to me. Like why? Because I feel like I got so focused on them, like, cutting through the jungle and being like, wow, it's so terrible in the jungle. And I was like, that's why I don't go outside. Like, because I don't want to be in the jungle. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. So, before they go through the jungle, Ren is like, he's fine. And then I, because I is even like, are you sure you're okay staying alone? And he's like, no, I'm fine. 
Because I think, because Hero's the only one who knows how to actually, like, fly these jetpack things. Yes. Whereas everyone else, like, they just go in zero gravity mode, and they're basically just, like, bouncing around and, like, grabbing onto trees to get around. Mm-hmm. So that's why it goes down to it's just Hero, Aya, and Frizz for the rest. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Well, they're able to sneak around then, and they discover that the Inhumans are collecting metals like metal from the old cities, from the rusty cities, and they're building what look like missiles or like space-capable aircraft. And so obviously they're like... And this whole time, we should mention, Aya is confused and conflicted because she doesn't know whether she alerted the world to these city-killer bases if they were actually going to try to kill the city. Because she's like... The Inhumans had told them... Basically, like, no, we're trying to, like, save the world. And the Cutter's like, well, that's what we're trying to do. Maybe we'll be friends. And Aya's like, what if these people aren't bad? Like, what if, and now I've just, like, because there's nothing worse in, like, the reputation economy than lying for attention. Like, obviously, she got short-term popularity. But if it found out that, like, she was just lying and these people actually aren't evil, she probably will just get, like, blacklisted. So Well, she'll become infamous instead of famous. Exactly. So she's going back and forth this whole time, very concerned. And then she sees these missiles and she feels very vindicated because she's like, see, they do want to blow up the world. Yes. So they're going through this and they end up being caught. And none other by none other than Andrew Simpson Smith, which quick reminder, if you don't remember, Andrew Simpson Smith is the savage that's not a good word but i don't know what else to say but basically the people who lived in the wild that tally met in pretties when basically the people who were like kind of being used as experiments that they were just like kind of pre-real civilization they were the people who just like yeah so he was from there and it actually made a connection because tally had mentioned that the inhumans had captured someone she knew that like someone who had kind of tried to look at their stuff and then he disappeared. So it ended up being him. Cause at first I was like, is he the one running this? But no, that wasn't the case. He had been kidnapped, but he also believed in what they were yeah. saying. And I'm really glad that they brought him back. Like, I feel like he was a character in pretties and in special. So I'm really glad that he got brought back into the fold and it makes sense that he would have been like working with Tally and that then he would also be the person who would get caught. And also it makes sense because he'd be the kind of person that like by telling Tally that like he trusts the Inhumans was probably the only way Tally was going to believe them. Like, yeah, you know, it couldn't have come from Aya. She wouldn't have trusted Aya, but she would trust like the word of Andrew Simpson Smith. Yeah. And like, it was really well done. Like it wasn't just like he was randomly there. Like I said, they threw the hints in when Tally was like a friend of mine. When Tally first arrived. And you like, didn't really think too much about it. Cause you're like, who knows what she's talking about. So I did like that. But so then when they run into Andrew Simpson Smith, kind of everything is revealed about what the Inhumans are doing and like why they're kidnapping people. And basically the Inhumans want to build a spaceship to make a community in orbit to basically deal with the overcrowding on Earth. 
And Andrew Simpson Smith is now working with him. Like he believes in the cause. And that's why they've been using all of these, the anti-gravity like jetpacks basically to practice for when they're in space and there'll be no gravity. And that's why they have the crazy like surgeries and stuff that like they have hands for feet, kind of like monkeys, because if there's no gravity, they don't need to walk around, but they'll be in the zero gravity things and they need like extra hands to pull them to places to move. And like their skin is extra pale because... I don't know, there's, like, no sun, I don't know, either way, so obviously they kind of look like aliens, and the reason why they've, so they've built all those, like, big missile launchers is to eventually send a full spaceship, you know, with people, and they've already been sending, like, supplies up into orbit for when they're actually able to go up. Yeah, and because they are the first, like, they want to be the first extraterrestrials, they've been calling themselves extras, which is what I mentioned at the beginning of my impression. Like, what a clever flip from, like, Aya thinking she's an extra this whole time to these people being, like, we're extras because we literally want to be extraterrestrials. Yeah, it was definitely a very clever little play on words with the title and everything and, like, switching it up. And so then Aya tells Tally... Tally doesn't blow everything up because she has been fighting and she's able to resist her brain surge, like her brain modification as a special. And it's just a happy ending for all. Like, you know, the extras then get a lot of support because people are like, yeah, anything we can do to, you know, have places to live, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, and then at the very end, Aya and Frizz see, like, Tally and David, like, walking close together, like out into a field so it's obviously hinted at at that they like ended up together because something we didn't mention but when tally is alone with i and frizz i and frizz i mean they have multiple like makeout sessions i guess throughout this that we didn't really mention but tally like is uncomfortable by and frizz comments on it because obviously he can't lie about anything so if he notices he has to say it and well because tally literally says last time i kissed someone they died well, yeah, which obviously she's referring to Zane. So, and that's why you're like, oh, well, she hasn't kissed anybody since Zane when he died. She obviously moved on with David. But it seems like whether they've become romantic or it's just leading that way, I think that was sweet that, like, she doesn't just end up alone for the rest of her life. Because, again, she's only, like, 20 years old. So she does have the rest of her life ahead of her. And it does seem like David ended up as being Endgame, which I thought was just really sweet. Yeah, it was, it was sweet because. I mean, he was her first love. He was her first love and also just like, I mean, I understand grieving for someone. I really do. But it would have been very sad if she'd been like, well, I can't kiss any, I can't be with anyone else because, you know, my boyfriend of six months Well, also that was 16. They were 16. Like, I kept forgetting how, like, they're literally children. When all that, they were, when that happened, so, and yeah, it's the idea that, like, Tally's still able to find happiness. I also really like that Tally is able to get that, because, you know, obviously one would have been just sad if someone who, like, lost someone. I understand grieving, like, I totally understand that, but, like, it would have been sad if someone who lost someone when they were, like, what was she, 16, 17, that she'd known for, like, eight months that she then like could never be with someone else again. Like that would have been, you know, understandable, but sad. But I think, and also it's better for Tally anyway, to prove that she can be human. Like 
she in the end doesn't end up blowing the extra's facility up. She resists that special part of her brain. And she does that again by choosing to be happy with David. And we knew Tally was divergent, but it was just nice to reconfirm that, like, any way we can. Yeah. Wow. Tally would have been a much better main character for divergent. <laughs> with the amount of times we've identified her as divergent. Walk away, Tris. Walk away. But yeah, and then that's pretty much the end of the series. So I think we can just go ahead and give kind of our final thoughts on the entire series if we want. I'll say, starting with mine, like I said, I really enjoyed it. And like I said earlier, I do think this is probably, I would say, my second for the dystopian novels that we've covered, at least on the show, after The Hunger Games. Because I think there was like good twists and I liked the characters and I liked the world like and the idea of like the ugly pretty thing like I think that's very like a plausible thing that could happen in the future like I mean the rise of plastic surgery is a reality now so yeah I could see where it's like oh like we just get so used to seeing like fake like artificial beauty that like that becomes the standard so I think that's interesting. Uh-huh. But I'll say that one thing about this series, why like it does make sense to me why it hasn't been made into a movie or like TV show yet is because of like the amount of technology. Because I'll say like compared to all the other series, this to me had the most futuristic technology. I feel like like with the hoverboards and the hover cars. And so like obviously like nowadays cgi like would be pretty doable for that but like imagine if this was made like in even in 2012 it would have been horrible like it would have been awful so totally makes sense to me why it hasn't been made and also like i we mentioned i think when we first started the book series of like how do they like make the pretty people look pretty like are they gonna have cgi on people are they just gonna have like traditionally attractive people like how is that gonna work and i know I had said in the intro in the first episode that apparently Joey King is supposed to be playing Tally and that they finished wrapping filming like end of 2021. It's supposed to be coming out. I think it was Netflix, I think. But later this year, it was supposed to be coming out in 2023. But at least when I did the research, you know, whenever we started this a few weeks ago, month ago. There was no news. Like, I wasn't able to find any information about this being released on Netflix. So I wonder if, like, what if it was something that got scrapped? I hope not, because if they filmed it and made the movie, hopefully they'll eventually release it. But I'm definitely interested, because also Netflix can really be hit or miss. So I'm just interested, because I feel like the downfall of this movie is that it will look cheesy because there's just so much futuristic technology in it that it will be really hard to portray Yeah. in, like, a way that looks realistic. Yeah, we'll have to see. Because I think that they will. I don't think that they'll... I think that if it was going to get scrapped, I feel like it would... They would know that earlier than, like... Because she posted on her socials about it. Like, I feel like... I mean, never say never. But I agree with you that I think it would have been hard to... um, Yeah, I think it would have been hard to make this earlier. And I do think that, like particularly the last book is going to be hard to fit in. Like it's going to be a big jump, you know, like if they make it, you know, um, if they make the first three, I understand that, but I find that the last one 
even though I'm really glad it exists, I, f- I can see how that would be hard to put into a show or into a movie series because like we as a reader, as readers can feel like it completes the arc, but as like viewers, like if you were not, if you'd never read the books, you'd be like, why is there a new main character? And why is Tally Bailey basically not in it? But I'm very glad we read the series. I agree with you. I think it's really well done dystopian, futuristic. Um, yeah, I'm just like very glad we read it. And I'm surprised I'd never read it before. But like, I would read this again. So I feel like that's like our best endorsement of a series is like, would read again or would recommend to someone else. Yeah, I'm just really curious because I think as a story, like I feel the story is so interesting. But like, I just wonder. Yeah, I agree. How it would like actually work work in like a real thing. I'm looking at Joey King's Instagram right now to see if I can find the post where she said it because my thing is she could have deleted it. Like I don't know because like if she's the only one who posted about it. Yeah, I guess. Let me see if I can pull it up too. Let me see if I look like Google Joey King. We probably should have done this before we started Uglies. recording, but it's fine. I know we're last minute doing this. <laughs> the post is still on Instagram. Where is it? It is. What is the date of it? Or was it in 2022 or 2021? I don't know exactly, but I just looked up an article that says that's um, updated January 24th, 2023. And it says when um, it shows the image that she posted on her page and it says it will premiere in Netflix 2023. An Instagram post in December of 2021, King explained how filming had wrapped. Um, though, actually, just kidding. It's saying the page is gone now, so maybe not. Well, yeah, I mean, I just scrolled her Instagram. She didn't have anything from December 2021 about it. Then I think that page, that image was taken down. Okay. So, I mean, if you look, like, I'm on an article here that says from March 2023, and it just says... That there's still no expected release date. Or there's no confirmed release date. Though it is expected to be released sometime in 2023. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, like you said, if they already made the movie, I don't know why they wouldn't put it. But, like, they could be trying to wait to determine when to release it. But I do think that's really interesting and weird. Or maybe, you know, they're struggling with the CG. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that they're... Also, because I'm saying, like, even the transition, like, okay, Joey King, we had said, I could imagine her playing Tally, like, as an ugly, and maybe even a pretty, but, like, how is she going to play her as a special? Like, just her alone? Like, are they going to recast her? Like, because it makes it seem, like, at least in the book, like, as a special, like, she's a totally different person. That, uh, that I think they can do. That's not, I'm not as concerned about that. I feel like they can do that quite easily. You just give her tattoos. And you just, like, give her a very severe eye makeup. They don't, also don't have to make her look quite as drastic as they are in the book. Like, you just have to make her look different, and I think that's probably fine. 
I guess. I don't know. I That's where, like, I feel also like be- this is where, like, this kind of story, I don't know how well it would do in a visual medium because, I mean, a lot of the things are very visual, like the striking difference between an ugly, a pretty versus a special, like, I feel like it would be really hard. And it benefits you to... It benefits you, like, it benefits from the reader being able to, like, yeah. imagine it. So that's why I feel like, I mean, this will, this is the kind of series, like, that would get a lot of backlash because they wouldn't be able to please everyone, like, when it was made into a movie or a TV show. Yeah. A year ago, Scott Westerfeld posted that he gave Joey King a copy of his newest book because Tally comes back in that, and he's not spoiling the, he says he's not spoiling the, the tally costume, but the filming is done. And that was a year ago. So I don't know. Well, we'll keep you updated on that. I guess when we get an official announcement. Yeah. Who knows? But I think we don't have anything else. That's it for the ugly series. Yeah. Let's, let's wrap it up before we get too off. Another series done on throwback paperback. So, crushing it as always next week we'll be reading the first half of our new book in our new series and we'll be starting claire phrases they stay we're going to be reading the first half which will be chapters 1 through 19 so if you read along you can read up to there and she would we should mention again that her publisher did send us a copy of this series so we were gifted it but we're not being paid for like the review or anything it'll be our honest opinion but it was really nice of them to give us a complimentary copy of the series. Yeah, we're, you know, it's kind of cool that we get to do that. So if you have predictions. Do a little book review. Yeah, a little book review. But we're going to, this one, because it's a trilogy and the books are, you know, kind of our standard length, we will divide those into two readings each. So um, it'll be like an extended book review. But if you have predictions, theories, questions, comments, or suggestions on things we should read, remember you can stay in touch with us about anything on the Nerd Party website. Just head over to nerdparty.com slash contact and select throwback paperback. You can also send us an email um, by doing that and get in touch with the network on Twitter at your Nerd Party or Instagram at the Nerd Party or Facebook.com slash the Nerd Party. And to find me, I'm at Seashells on Instagram. That's at C-S-C-H-E-L-S. And I'm at Asia Bonilla on TikTok, where I'm not very active, but I am active on Instagram at Asia.Bonilla. If you enjoyed this, make sure that you rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends. And of course, check out the other podcasts on the Nerd Party Network, but make sure you're subscribed to us so you don't miss us next week. Yeah, hit that subscribe button. Have a good one. We will see you next week. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.